dear listeners, to episode 19 of the Empty Rooms of Gorsky Manor. We must share the following reluctantly with you. Our tale is coming to an end. Oh my, my heart is heavy, yet excited to complete the spiral we have started together so long ago. So many tales, so many runes, so many ghosts. But do not fear, there on the horizon lies a new path, ready to be walked through the manor, following things that lurk within the corners. But for now, the clock is striking eleven, deep along the halls of the manor, so close we be. Come with us, each and every Friday, until the clock strikes thirteen. Remember the power of four. Balance found deep within the manor. Thank you, boys, I whispered. Yes, we are. Now four balanced energies, united. Like the saying of old, it be harder to break four branches than one. We all stared in amazement and pleasure as more and more words began to appear upon the pages of the book, filling the empty space with a most magical and beautiful sight. Simple magics, word magics, and so ancient, their energies, words written, written in the runes. Ancient ethereal chanting of the rune whispered and flowing out of the book. Gifu released from their ancient time, locked within these pages. Book of Knowing was shared, written upon the first page. Its name, its title, and acknowledgement of sovereignty. Sun.
of white chalk began to flow out from the book slowly, threads that gently swirled around each other in straight, powerful lines of the runes, slowly twisting, then returning, crossing over each other, then fading, stretching out into the nothingness, onward, into the unknown. I watched as I saw runes formed within the center. Berkana, Othala, 
Kenas, Othala, Behu, Kenas, now these, Othala, Wunyo, Isa, now these, and Gifu, Gifu, the book of knowing. Yet these tendrils were more. They combined one over the other, binding together their energies into one, still each confident in their self, yet expanding and sharing themselves into a bind rune, a sigil of magical energy, a newly birthed white spirit of this book. It floated there above the book, a mythical sentient being, a ghost of the ancient beings who are known as the runes. I looked around the library at the hundreds of books upon the shelves. Is there a ghost, a spirit within each of them, each firmly holding its own tail? waiting for the asking to share its telling. (laughs) Mistress, ask the question. (laughs) Simon whispered eagerly. I looked to him, then feathers and shadow. And with a deep breath, I simply asked, How do we complete this spell? The pages began to flip slowly at first, then wildly as we watched. Drawings and writings, symbols, trees and herbs and lists quickly passed before us. We were led to the page we desired. The book stopped almost at the end of its writings. There The image of Rabbit was drawn at the top of the page. There he lay, just like he lay now upon the stairs, four legs standing straight up, eyes open wide. Beneath, in beautiful lettering, I could see section after section. Each started with a unique face of a clock. Yet a different time upon each face. The first showed one o'clock. I read the words out loud into the library. At the spiral stairs of thought, tick-tock one, blows the ancient spiral well for the workings of your spell. Rune now these, spins the threads of sadness into a web of gladness. Tick tock one. Oh my, I said, looking to Feathers and Simon. These are the words I spoke for each spell around the center table with the sisters. I'm sure of it. We all look closer at the paragraphs for each hour of the clock. The tale rang true. The rune 
written as its ancient symbol, and the ghost we had met, assisted and honored, were there upon the pages. I noticed the word your within each verse was written in a most fanciful script, making it stand out within each hour. This is nothing more than amazing, I gasped as I turned the page looking to find the end of the spell. Here, I said pointing to eleven o'clock, this is us now. We look closer, eager to see what it said. At the reflection of mirrors be, tick tock eleven. From the lips with joy we yell for the workings of your spell. Rune calc, cross the hill with chalk and smoke, book of knowing is bespoke, tick-tock eleven. prophecy. What does it say for twelve and, and thirteen? Simon asked, looking closely at the book. I flipped the page again and peered, but oddly with reluctance. Oh, I said, understanding my hesitation. Of course, that would be too easy, for there on this page was not the spell's words, but a riddle. Mirrors bright within your eyes. Love thy darkness as crow flies. Eyes of windows will not tell. In the magic all does dwell. Que sera, sera, sera. What will be will always be. Hanging from the hangman's tree. Below these words was a drawing of a man hanging from a tree, not in a good way, and written in blood red at the bottom of this page we saw All to complete, all be known, when the spell becomes your own. Where are the mirrors within the manor? I asked my companions. Upon voicing the question, I became dizzy and disorientated. The room began to spin, causing me to drop the book to the floor. Simon grabbed onto my arm as I could feel us falling. It became hard to breathe. The the air filled with dust and chalk and particles of spicy herbs. Down we spiraled way, way too fast. So fast I had to close my eyes, feeling I would pass out at any moment. Then, with a thump that knocked the breath out of my lungs with the most horrifying whoosh, we stopped, dead. 
I hope that was not literally. I tried to sit up feeling tall grasses as I touched the ground. Simon, feathers, shadow, I yelled, still spinning inside. Mistress! Uh, mistress! I heard them respond to my call. After a moment, the spinning subsided, and I slowly opened my eyes. We all lay upon the side of a hill, a hill of tall, cool grass of deep green. All were here. I looked around to this place. Down below us was the manor. On the horizon, I could just see the beginnings of dawn. I could see the sisters' cottage on a hill behind the manor, lights on in their windows. The sea stretched out, and the cemetery glowed with an eerie light as the gravestones reflected the coming sun upon their stones of white. Mistress, the book has taken us to the circle of mirrors. Shadow floated above the grass and pointed down the hill. The hill we sat on topped a meadow of wild flowers. The pale colors of the blooms glowed white, yellow, and blue, yet sparkled in the coming light. I first felt, then saw a movement within the flora. Then the murder of crows burst forth from the wild flowers and flying just above their tops raced directly at us, cawing and singing. My first thought was to run, but I remembered their welcome before. So I stood up and welcomed their arrival. And they did welcome us. They flew towards us, but not at us flying close, yet never touching, creating an amazing breeze around us, full of the gentle fluttering of their soft feathers, stirring the air into a morning mist of fresh grasses, stirring this intoxicating smell of the wild flowers into an incense that held so many heart-wrenching memories. Then slowly, They moved up the hill, and we followed. They guided us to where we needed to be, across this meadow, magical escorts into the unknown, so many of them to support the needed energy for what lies ahead. As we topped the hill, there before us was what appeared to be a small pond, flat and calm, not a ripple upon its surface, even with the fluttering of the many crows and the currents of the mist, surrounded by tall grasses. We walked to the edge, and a large shadow awaited us. It was nice to see shadows again after their absence within the library, but the shadow was not of myself nor my companions, but of a human form, masculine. The pond remained still, no watery movement, no ripples. 
I looked behind, but no one was there to create this shadow. I bent down and touched the shadow. <gasps> It was a mirror. The pond, smooth, cool, yet I felt a powdery substance upon my fingers. I rubbed them together. This substance felt like silk gliding across my fingers. Such a fine powder. Ah, chalk. Feathers whispered, reading my unspoken question. Calc, I thought. The rune of chalk. Calc. The quest for one's holy grail. Understanding within the looking glass. I so wanted to walk out onto this mirror, yet I held myself back. My concern of what I may see reflected there so fully took my breath away. Mirrors reflect the truth. No hiding from a mirror, or who or what may wait beyond it. Shadow came from behind us and reached out his hand to me and Simon. We took it as feathers flew to my shoulder. I could feel myself gently lifted off the ground, just a few inches, and then we floated above the pond. <gasps> oh, what a sensation! We moved yet made no movements. As one, we followed the edge of the mirror, with her shins, clinging to the edge, yet feeling the pull towards the center, center twined. My eyes briefly caught flashes of black movements within the mirror, shocking shapes, twisting, hiding, eyes Eyes beckoning, creatures of the other side of glass. I am so glad I am circled by my friends, my dear companions. Round and round we slowly spiraled. Tighter and tighter the energy grew, building the tension, tension required for something, something within the mirror. Closer and closer to the center, all together, all focused, our breaths in and out flowed in time with each other. I looked down into the mirror finally and gladly saw me looking back. Great peace within my eyes, which did not mirror the apprehension I felt. And then, We were there, within the center, within the mirror. Shadow gently released his touch, and we floated down to land lightly upon the center of the mirror. A sharp crack of lightning came from somewhere I couldn't quite make out. We all jumped in shock as around the edge of the pond, structures of mirror glass rose from within its depths, revealing the form of the rune calc, yet reversed. It reached into the sky, 
two arms reaching up, its form contained a mirror, a looking glass, reflecting misty images swirling within. We watched as once it reached its full height, its reflection within the glass pond became clear. Two looking glasses, one above reaching to the universe, one below anchored to the earth. Magnificent, brilliant, burst from my lips. For all around the pond's edge, many looking glasses arose, one after the other, each preceded by a lightning crack, until their circle, this clock, became thirteen. The crows, who had quietly been circling all this time, one by one, flew across the pond their black silhouettes crossing within the mirror below as they flew, yet their movement creating white threads within the mirror that released from the glass and flowed into the air above. Back and forth they weaved. These threads, grooves of ancient energy of the spell used and followed time and time again through the centuries, grooves that held the magical path from which arose many whites, spirits of the knowing, each black at first, from their release, then transforming black to gray, gray to white, until thirteen whites of white. They floated over me. The first white dropped a stone that I caught. As each white was released, a stone was shared with me. Then the whites, some of them floated back into the waiting looking glasses of calc. Others floated into the air, others over the land. Soon my cupped hands were full of so many stones, so many white stones. It came to the point that I could no longer hold all of them. When the last was shared, all went still. I looked to the stones and was shocked and almost dropped them. For upon each stone was a pair of eyes looking, blinking, winking up at me. I looked to the whites, and yes, they possess no eyes. They have shared their eyes of knowing with me. What is this enchantment? I gazed at all the eyes, and they looked back at me. Discernment. One's purpose need not be grand. Enjoy the doing. Boys, discernment is a word I, I struggle with. There are some words I seem unable to grasp their meaning.
yet this word held importance. What what be the reason remembering the meaning is so difficult? Be open and aware. Use one's own intuition fully. My knowing? Can I see my true self? So many eyes gifted to see myself. So many perspectives to share their seeing and help me see myself. On this eternity I walk. The quality of being able to comprehend what is obscure. The inner skill of perceiving, understanding something that is not clear. Discernment is wisdom. Thank you so much, dear voice. Nurture a sharp eye through which to detect with all your senses. I understand. I placed all the lovely discernment stones, each happily looking at me, into my now empty rune bag, with a little pat of affection for my new companions. I look forward to working and playing with them. Then from above, one black and white crow cawed loudly from above and dropped one more awaited white stone. I jumped up quickly, feeling I must catch the stone, but it fell so fast, the morning sunlight blinding my vision. It was just out of my reach as I watched, as if in slow motion, it dropped just beyond my grasp and hit hard upon the mirror pond. (gasps) One crack created upon its face. The crack began to move with sharp, angular movements, looking much like the guise of the runes, splitting the mirror pond in many directions, toppling the looking glasses back into their dimension. Run! Feathers warned us, and we did, oh so fast, getting to the very edge of the pond into the tall, cruel green grass, just as the great shatter sounded. I covered my head under the grass, fearful of shattered shards that I braced myself to feel. But none came. All went silent. I carefully sat up, uncovering my head slowly, and was surprised to see nothing. No shattered mirror, no mirrors of runes, no crows, no whites, just me and my companions. Where just a moment ago was the mysterious mirror pond, now held an empty hole, a hollow of sandy white chalk. In the center I could see one black stone, 
Simon hopped over to it and brought it back to me. Why a black stone this time, I questioned, as I looked at the rune calc carved in white upon it. We all stood up, watching the sun fully shine into the morning sky. On a hill of bright short grass, behind this hill where we stood upon, spotlighted in the sun's rays, a chalk drawing appeared on its slope. There, created in this chalk, the remains of ancient creatures, compressed under eons of moments, memories, and thoughts, all infused within each particle of dust. A figure stood there, drawn on the hill, of a human, standing, arms stretched out to the sky, feet firmly together. I saw the rune stance of Calc. And within this outline, three spirals flowed, a spiral within its head, a spiral within its heart, and a spiral within its belly. Harry, Harry is who I saw. As I contemplated the sight, I thought of the second time. Once again, I was not able or allowed to fully look within the mirrors of Gorsky Manor. That morning, in the library, Wilf entered with a purpose. Over to the stairs he slowly walked. There, upon the first stair, rested the frozen rabbit. Upon the floor laid the book, still open to the page of the rabbit clock mystery spell. He wasted no time closing the book and refastening the clasp. Gently, he carried it to a tall, thin mirror along one wall and with ease set it upon a shelf within the mirror. He stopped short, his attention from a noise upon the stairs. He scanned the banister, listening intently until he spotted the culprit, the pesty imp, still lurking. Oolong, pesty sprites, where there's one... There be more. Such things in our corners always be. Wilf hissed at it as it scurried away. He returned to Rabbit and stood above him, looking down, hands on hips, removing his hat to scratch his head and smooth his hair. He considered what to do. Slowly he bent down, picking him up gently, and carried him to and out of the library door. He locked the door firmly, then disappeared into the shadowy halls of Gorsky Manor. Blessings and hugs, dear listeners. Listeners.